Um, what's up, guys? So this is this is Gabe, uh, aka the Wolf, and the uh, the guy in the background that's humming. That's some some blue belt nerd back there. <laughs> what's um, up, guys? It's Danny, aka Fuego, aka Lobito. All I'm right, gonna right, right. I'm gonna make it stick. All right, all right. Relax, relax. So, um. We're gonna be reviewing the the two competitions that happened this weekend, fight to win, as well as uh, fight to win something. I don't even know what number they were. I should probably have that written down. I gotta. I was just talking about how I gotta have. I gotta be way more organized about this. But just you know, but, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Almost. But um, fight to win had an event as well as uh, BGA All Stars. But before that, like you know, the big news that kind of happened, the big big news aside from that that happened was uh. Bushesha retired in the gi, which is kind of wild. Boom. Um, considering the streak that he's had, the, the 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 huge impact that he's had, he's kind of like one of those, you know, larger than life kind of names. Yeah. You know, in, especially in the gi, considering I think it's thirteen total world titles between which is weight class insane. and open weight. You know, he's been the absolute king for the yeah. last. Uh, seemingly like the last decade it seems like um so that's really interesting and he's retiring from the gi to pursue pursue a uh mma career he signed with dominance mma i believe with ali abdelaziz and how old is Bushesha? Bushesha's young i think i think he's like 28 29 oh yeah he's not uh, in the master's yeah. division yet. right no not yet you know, but he's still relative I, I think that he's <laughs> like just hitting his prime and i'm sure he's been Hitting the pads and and I, I know that he's been hitting the pads for a okay. while. I know that like he's been um um you know practicing his striking since he was even in the his Hayabusa days when he used to be sponsored by Hayabusa. He's now sponsored yeah. by uh he's now with Shoiro. Um so it's really interesting to 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 see that actually come to fruition, especially with um you know other guys that that have like kind of gone through what he's gone through as far as like making a name for themselves in jiu-jitsu and that like you know legendary status like lovato and hodger gracie yeah. making the transition to mma so what where do you think that he's going to be fighting what promotion uh didn't you just tell, say which one it was no nah, no nah, i mean he's with uh he's he's signed with dominance mma the management team that's oh, the, uh, so we, we don't know what promotion he's gonna fight with. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Ali, who's kind of like the man behind a lot of the big names, including Khabib, Habib, um, Dominance MMA has like a stable of champions and fighters. So he he did the right the right thing signing with him. Also, they might they they're gonna probably aim big for him right away. Like, but do you think that he goes to UFC? I don't think that he goes. No, to UFC. I don't think he goes to UFC. I mean, I I at least the highest I think he goes is probably Bellator. He might sign I think I there. think Bellator is where he would probably go simply because Bellator has the cash to pay him out decent, and they also have kind of a little bit of a rep for, um, for kind of handing jujitsu fighters their opponents, you know, uh, opponents that are easy uh, okay. for them to 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 beat. Like, not saying Gary Tone has had a well, Gary Tone's actually been part. Of, he's part of one. But you have AJ Agazarm, Dylan Dennis. Yeah, who both have kind of had opponents. They just submit were, everybody. <laughs> yeah, they 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 both have had opponents that are kind of like catered to to make them look good. 
Um, Lovato, yeah, I saw, I saw I don't Dylan Dallas in in, uh, in MSG and one by armbar. So yeah, against like yeah. somebody that like I, I mean I don't even remember the dude's name. All I remember exactly. that I think that he was a blue belt at most. So uh, there you go. So um, I mean that would be the smart move, and I'm pretty sure that's the push they're gonna make for that. Yeah, I think that like they'll probably put him in belt. Plus, you know, dominance has a lot of fighters in in Bellator as it is. So um that's exciting although he doesn't it, it doesn't take him away from nogi competitions so that'd be really interesting that's the other thing that makes me think that he's going to bellator because i don't believe ufc allows their uh fighters to compete in any other promotions whether it be grappling or anything else except for like let's oh, say okay so that action. makes a lot of sense yeah because he's not retiring from jujitsu yeah yeah and bellator allows their fighters to compete in in other you know promotions jujitsu competitions and that sort of stuff as long as it's not a uh direct mma competitor so mm. um that's what makes me think he's going to bellator um so i'm definitely looking forward to that and of course i'm still looking forward to seeing bushesha compete as in the in 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 nogi he's been kind of like i want to say visually an influence on on me just because i've never actually gotten a chance to train with him uh, but early on in my jiu-jitsu career, I followed Bouchesha's game a lot. You know, um, yeah. I started training around the time that he, I think after his second championship, second world championship is when I kind of started following him. Right. Um, you know, saw the match with him and Galvao, and, and that was that was an amazing match. The one with him and, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking here. Uh, damn. I, I can see a little bit of your style there, actually. Yeah, uh, just kind of like the, the, the pressure style. That pressure like, passing. Yeah, that pressure. Okay. My passing is a little bit more like footwork style passing now. Um, but, um, you know, he's also really fast for a big guy, too. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I would say they're like, you know, he kind of influenced my game quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, that's that's that big news. The other news is uh, fight to win, you know, fight to win 148. Um, I'm just gonna read off. I found it right. So I'm, we're gonna. I'm gonna read off some of the results. Not all the results because there's a ton of them, and I don't know any everyone. Um, they, you know, fight to win always puts on a ton of matches at every like from blue belt and up. Uh, they had three blue belt matches, like ten or twelve purple belt matches, a bunch of brown and black belt matches as well. So, but some of the highlights were Victor Hugo uh, fought Maximenes and won by choke. Kenny Cornelius the uh, beat Mateus Luna um and it was a fight of the night as well yeah that was uh, actually all right so that was one of the ones that definitely stood out too yeah and we're going to talk about that one um uh Bruno Bastos uh became the uh Masters Black Belt super heavy super heavyweight champ uh Kendall reusing beat Brittany Elkin um Richard Noguera beat uh Andres Bronowski Mateus Luna not to be confused with Mateus Luna, his brother. I'm pretty sure they're twin brothers. Uh, <laughs> Mateus Luna beat Carlos Souza via decision. Uh, Eric Raposo beat Marcus Douthit. Douthit. Sorry if I'm butchering your names, guys. And um, Victor Cortez beat Chris Crosby. And uh, Gilvin Gomez defeated uh, Enrique No. Rega. So those are all the black belts um, in the brown belt division. The fights that kind of stood out for me in the brown belt division was pretty much just a Connor DeAngelis beating Sean McCleary. He kind of put the work on him. So um, and 
and I'll repost the uh, fight to win results on our uh, IG page so that everybody can kind of like take a look at that and follow along there. But as far as like matches that like stood out to to to, to you, did you see the the Angelus fight? No, I, I, fight? I, I didn't. Dude, he put on the work. Now, Conor DeAngelis, who has been with, like, Atos, I think, since he was a uh, white belt. I think he started with Atos. Um, not 100% sure about that, but he's been with Atos for a long, long time. And then when when Keenan opened up his academy, he moved over with Keenan, you know, kind of mm-hmm. jumping on the uh, American Jiu-Jitsu yeah. um, wagon there. And I got to check out the brown belt one, then. I, I, I didn't get a chance to. There's so many fights, Gabe. There's so many fights. Yeah, Fight Twin puts on a lot of matches. And it's easy for a lot of those matches to kind of fly under the radar because there's so right. many. And, and for the most part, most people, I think, tune in to see, like, maybe some of the brown belts, but definitely the black belt matches. Yeah, the black um, belt is the one that I checked out. And then it's, yeah. Bad job. You were supposed to watch the entire event. What's wrong with you? Sorry. Next time I'm going to be there, make sure that you're watching it. Okay, got it. Oh, we just watch it together. <laughs> yeah, we should. But aren't you working when you're watching it? Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, I have to do anyway. My job. Anyway, uh, Amer- like Keenan Cornelius's uh, Legion American Jiu Jitsu team, they brought like nine people over there. I think the majority of them won their matches. Yeah, um, which is which is I think their very first outing as a team, so really? to speak. Yeah, because um, Keenan has he, he he first unveiled the logo. For Legion Jiu-Jitsu last year at Worlds, and everybody was like, "What's that?" And it's obviously like a hint at the fact that he's opening up his academy, yeah, teasing it. And then he opened it up uh, late uh, fall, I think, or in the fall last year. And then the only other outing from there was, I think, in Europeans. But I don't think that he brought like a lot of people to Europeans specifically. I think he just competed at Europeans. But as a team, as as him bringing a group of his students to represent, I think at every belt level. Um, they did really well. Um, I think they took like five or six out of the nine um, in victories. Yeah. And Conor DeAngelis putting on like, a, you know, a, a highlight reel of a show. Clinic. Yeah, he put a clinic on his opponent. So that was that was pretty interesting. Um, as far as the some of the other matches, another team that had a really good showing is True Jitsu. So True Jitsu, T-R-U, Jitsu. Um they uh they're 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 out of Bakersfield and they they brought like I think three or four people, um and I know one of the uh, I know I know them through Kylie Baker who uh is uh you know she's a friend and she's a brown belt her parents are the owners of um Jitsu they have a couple affiliates and stuff and mm. uh, it's the first time that I see them like kind of compete as a team as well and Kylie didn't compete even though she's a mainstay on the com- on the competition scene mm-hmm. I was surprised that she didn't compete however she definitely had she had a few um they had a few of their students compete which was cool and they did well I think uh they got two victories out of the three that they took so that was that's pretty dope mm-hmm. um but yeah, onto the black belts. Now, Matias Luna, who I like, I was kind of like a little bit confused. I actually had forgotten that he had that that they that they were brothers, and I saw him come out and compete, and I was like, wait a minute, isn't this guy the one that's going to be fighting Keenan Cornelius? I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I was like, I thought maybe he fought him twice, but 
Yeah, I thought that, you know, sometimes, like, why sometimes, is he just some, you know, also, sometimes why would, people. Why would you name your kids so close like that? That's also kind of weird. That's weird. If I, if I anyway. was a twin brother or someone was like, your name's Danny. Your brother's name? Donnie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, but even that's a little bit easier to, like, get and understand than, like, Matias and Mateus. Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> All right. We're. we're because it'd be easy, like if we if we grew up together and your name was Matias and my name was Mateus, and they said Mateus, go do that. It's like I thought you said Matias. Yeah, exactly. They they definitely weird. have fun of kids. And so stuff weird. Jiu Jitsu and so whatever. Weird. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that was weird. But he 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 did a he did an awesome job in his match. Um. He won by decision. Um. And. Kendall, Kendall reusing who's who's kind of new to me on the competition scene. She's uh, she she put on a really good match. Also, she um, it was it was a nogi match. She you know it was a pretty aggressive match as well, and she won by guillotine, which is cool. Um, it was it was good to see her kind of come back on a win, especially because last time I saw her was her competing against Gabby Garcia, and Gabby Garcia kind of like yeah. manhandled her a bit, yeah. threw her around and all that. So, um, which is nothing nice to be ashamed of. Yeah. Now, talking about the Keenan Cornelius versus Mateus oh. Luna decision. It seemed like Mateus Luna was pretty upset at the end when they uh, announced the decision. He looked like he was he upset. Was pretty I, convinced, I thought, yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was convinced that he was going to win. But I thought I, I thought that it was pretty easy to see Keenan, you know, as the, yeah, the victor I, there. You know, sometimes you could be like, oh, well, I would have been happy with either result. Like, nah, this was not. I, I didn't, at least I didn't feel that way. I felt like. He definitely had more control. Right, he did. He dictated the fight. Like that's what you yeah, look for. Yeah, but the other thing too is that like he I think I think Keenan was really, really aggressive, especially in a since you don't really see Keenan being super aggressive with submissions. He's you know, he obviously played his A game, which is pull to to worm guard, so he can set up the set up a guard, sweep, pass, control, take the back and all that stuff. Mm. Um, kinda like that point style, you know. Right game which is what the worm guard was kind of designed for right uh, worm guard wasn't necessarily designed for uh being submission heavy a uh, submission heavy system however i did see him like really really attacking uh, a, a lot of submissions and at the very end he had a, a super super deep and tight looking ankle lock yeah. belly down ankle lock and and i think it was pretty easy to see keenan as the victor there so but it was cool to see him um really being he really, really aggressive. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that Fight to Win does well is that the point system, or rather the, the lack of a point system, is uh, kind of changes the approach, right? For yeah, because you, you go up a few points. points. Right, you go a few points, and then you kind of lay back, and you're like, all right, let me just hold on to this lead as opposed to let me keep dictating this action. It definitely let him, it made him let loose. and no, well, and then the, that's the other thing too with like his 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 lapel guard, you know the which is what I call it. I call it lapel guard, not worm guard. But as as what he calls it, the worm guard, it's almost like I wouldn't. I don't want to say that it's a stalling guard, but it's very very easy to kind of like tie your opponent up in worm guard and just hold, hold until the right yeah. moment. You can even like sweep and just keep the lapel tied up on your leg so that it, it restricts you from passing, but it, it also kind of like you know just ties them up enough where you can kind of like slow the match down and. And just cook them and 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 all that. So, um, so it was interesting to be able to see him like still play his game, but be a lot more aggressive with what he's yeah. doing. So, um, Berserker X. <laughs> uh, 
another one of the uh so the other the other main event that was the co-main event the uh other main event in the uh fight to win was the victor hugo and max Menez match um which you know when the big boys go they 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 go pretty hard yeah you know and 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 seth daniels who is the owner promoter fight to win he he encourages that he encourages the slams that's why body that's why that's why slams are allowed um and these guys you know they still put on a show um i believe victor hugo won by choke and i think it was wasn't it like a uh a bow and arrow choke if i'm not mistaken i feel like it was a bow and arrow Either that or some variation of it, but that that's I what remember. it remember. Like. Man, you know what? You're yeah, right. He had to grab a, There's he, so many matches that I get. I was going to say, like, you forget. No, because yeah. I'm pretty sure he didn't grab him by the pants. Did he grab him by the pants? I don't even remember. I'm going to have to, like, look that match up again. That's weird. Anyway, so, yeah, Victor Hugo beat Max Menez. I did I did actually peg Max because Victor, Victor looked smaller compared to... To, to Max Menes. I mean, Max Menes is a huge dude. So. Yeah. Um, I expected Max to be able to kind of like move his weight around a little bit more with Victor, but Victor Hugo is also really, really he's sharp. He's quick. He 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 throws up those triangles so fast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. For um, big dudes, they move. Yeah, they move freaking fast, really fast. So, um, but yeah, you know that was kind of like what I saw the most out of like. You know, fight to win. Now, now something else that was kind of interesting, something kind of happened after the event, essentially. Um, you know, when when uh, Bruno Bastos uh, fought Chris Robertson, uh, Chris Robertson won the match. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt. I mean, this is the black belt division, of course. Right. Um, but he's a black man. And, you know, Bruno Bastos is, is Brazilian, but he's, you know, he's black or you know, man of color and stuff. Mm-hmm. They both kneeled with their fist up and that kind of caused a little bit of controversy, you know, after the fact, you know, there was yeah. a lot of people that were complaining online about like them, you know, using their platform to kind of be political and stuff like that. And um doesn't matter what you and I kind of like, whether we see eye to eye or not, or what our political affiliations are and stuff like that, or right. what we even think of it. The fact that like Seth Daniels and fight to win kind of, you know, promote that and 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 are, are are happy to allow them to to be able to kind of like use their platform for that. You know, kudos to them. But yeah, you know, it kind of sucks to see the 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 comment section. Did you get a chance to see that? I don't know if you saw. Like, Honestly, bro, with, with everything that's been going on, I try to avoid comment sections. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for yeah. sure. I'm going to send it to you real quick. I want you to check it out. By the way, guys, okay. if you guys haven't noticed already, we're obviously social distancing still here in New York. So if you do hear any audio artifacts and stuff in the background, probably should give me this warning earlier. It's because of that. You know, you may hear we're not like in a studio. We're in our living rooms and bedrooms and stuff. So, um, but yeah. So going back to this, I just sent you the post regarding um what happened but if you look at the comments man it's it, it it is pretty toxic you have a lot of people that are saying like oh man just just do jujitsu i come to you for jujitsu and stuff like that and and that kind of sucks because you know that's like that's the same thing that happened with lebron james where someone's like shut up and dribble yeah you know? like if people want to use the platform and they want to peacefully protest or represent something let them so what that's my position at least um I agree. I, I yeah, mean. and 
the worst part is that they thought they they were they they thought that they were kneeling in protest to the uh to the national anthem when the song that was playing when they were kneeling was like uh <laughs> I don't even know it was something stupid like you mad you Spanish <laughs> 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 put on the, set that, the music that was playing when they kneeled when everybody thought that they were kneeling in protest to the national anthem the song that was playing was a, a song by Vic Mensa called you mad yeah and that ju- that just goes to show how toxic social media could be because one person says that like they were kneeling in protest to the national anthem and everybody just bandwagons and jumps on and says you know like screw those guys for for protesting against the flag and the national anthem and stuff you know um so oh, some, but like all right so i mean some of these comments are actually really good too yeah so, there's a lot know, of people that protected nice. them and also you know like supported them and all that you know and 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 but question that i have for you is do you what's your position when you see an event like fight to win or bjj stars um you know like how do you feel about people using the platform whether it's on the right side or the left side from a political point of view um using the platform to speak about their 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 views especially during these times when you know the the, the political atmosphere is at its is 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 that as most tumultuous i i mean when stuff like that happens i'm 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 all for it like i feel like when people have a platform like that it shouldn't be just oh but just stick to your sport stick to your sport because now you're kind of dehumanizing people you're just looking at them as athletes and not as people and I think when it comes to the sports world it's like we forget about that we say to ourselves oh shut up and dribble but it's only because sometimes we feel like they're not agreeing with us and we don't we don't want to think of them as oh they fe- they have feelings also and that's yeah. not fair either you know athletes get paid not to be quiet i think and especially when you have a big platform like this in a sport that hasn't necessarily even reached its peak yet i think it's very important to see that you know, these athletes are people as well. So when it comes to having opinions, that's us, you know, and they're entitled to do that. You know, are, are they're not harming anyone. They're not, they're not punching anyone. They're not cursing out anybody. They're stating how they feel. And as people, I think that should be allowed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so too. It's, that, that's a good point that like, I think that when you try to, as a fan or as a customer of you or whatever the case may be, when you try to uh, dictate how they should, you know, run the event and stuff like that. One, first of all, it's not your event. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. right. But number two, you know, yeah, we pay them as customers. We pay them to put on a show and compete for us and stuff like that. But that doesn't give us a right to silence them. And right. That stuff, you know what I mean? So. Um, and, Listen, and I think, think that a lot of people, people too, don't, don't, uh, don't curse anybody out openly. Like as long as you're being respectful, right. you know, like, yeah, you should be, you know, it, like, it, no, it's no crazy to me too, because a lot of people look finger. at it as a lot of people look at it as like those things, those protests, those images being divisive, but they're only divisive if you let them be right. Like if you're someone that doesn't believe in the movement or whatever it is, whatever they stand for. Not saying that I'm for one or the other, you know. Um, I like to to think that I'm that I'm a uh, a a I reserve judgment to hear all sides of the story, or rather, right. I keep my political views to myself. Better, better, better said. But 
Um, the only thing, in my opinion, that kind of like makes it divisive is when you choose to not hear them out, when you're choosing the side of not hearing their side of the story. That's the right. only division. The division doesn't come from them protesting. The division comes from, you know, you choosing not to accept their right to protest. You know, so I think people kind of need to take a look in the mirror when it comes to that. Yeah, for but sure. But anyway, enough about that. Um, the other event that happened was was the uh, BGJ Stars, BJ All Stars, I think it's mm-hmm. called. But the BJJ Stars event, and that one happened in Sao Paulo. That one was pretty cool. Also, um, I got a chance to see that. I liked how the event was kind of put on and portrayed on Flow Grappling. It was a Portuguese-only event. So Flow Grappling had a picture-in-picture event where uh, a display of the event where um, they had uh, Mikey Musumeki and, um, and, oh, my God, Tommy Langenker all the way from, like, Norway, Mm -hmm. uh, 2 a.m. in the morning from his bed, color commentating for us and kind of, like, talking a little bit, you know, about the matches as they were going on. More like fans, less like commentators, but more like fans. Mikey, it was cool to see them talk about, like, what they would do in that situation from a much more technical standpoint, which kind of gives me the idea that, like, or at least least gives me the desire to want to see professional jiu-jitsu players as guest color commentators because i think i enjoy more hearing and seeing like in real time like what mikey would do in a specific situation or i mean you hear you it's it it, it, it exists in other sports like you get it, whether it's combat sports regular sports you have these athletes who are who are in that position explaining what they would do or what they would have done you know sometimes it's right no and I, I i think that you it's see a great, that a little addition yeah, so I mean, I think for the for the in in the uh, from a journalistic standpoint, yes. Yeah, so when you have commentators on commentating on any event, you they do have to portray a neutral kind of stance. So it's not so much of like what they. they I'm sure that they don't want to you know kind of put out there like, hey, this is what I would do, or this is what I think would be the best, or this I think that this person's going to win because of this, that, and the other. But when you get it from Let's say Mikey, who might know some of the competitors, he he has the the insight to be like, oh, this is what this fighter is going to do. And this is uh, he's going to go for the butt grip over here to go for a bolo. And this is what I would do and so on and so forth. It's cool to kind of see that thought process because you get a little bit of a glimpse into, you know, how they would approach the match that you're watching. Um, and it's almost like I, I, I felt like I learned from watching the competitions and hearing Mikey and Tommy talk about their options and stuff like that and their experiences as well so um bjj stars this is the first time that i see a bjj stars event and i thought that it was cool the 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 rule set for bjj stars was essentially a 10 minute um ibgf match you know advantages points uh the ibgf rules were in effect and after the uh, 10 minute mark um they would do while they're cleaning the mats. They would do an interview with the with the winner with Michelle Nicolini. I thought that was a pretty cool addition, mm-hmm. a, a good way to use the time to clean up the mats effectively and and give us a little extra con- uh, content. So just like not waiting around for the yeah, next not, match. not yeah, like not just watching them clean the mats, but you're actually getting a little bit insight directly. Every single winner got a chance to be interviewed, not just a not just the main event and the co-main event. And they had some pretty big names too, man. Um, Gabriel Holo, uh, who who beat Kyle Almeida, 
that was one of the kind of highlight matches for me, simply because a lot of people don't know who Gabriel Holo is. But aside from sharing the best <laughs> name in the world, oh uh, yeah, of he, course. I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I didn't really know who he was either. He, he really put the work on on Kyle Ameda, and Kyle Ameda is 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 a he's he's super good. I mean, both of these guys are super super good jujitsu players. Um, but the way that he kind of made Kyle Ameda look, I don't want to say like a white belt, but he could. There was a very clear distinction between levels between the, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Holo just put in the work when it came to passing, yeah. sweeping, taking it back. He took his back and choked him out. Um, and I think it was really cool to to be able to see him a little bit in the limelight. I also like the fact that BJJ Stars gives two trophies, right? Like gold trophy to the winner, mm-hmm. silver trophy for the for the for the loser. Which runner up? I don't. I, I I'm, I'm not up. a I'm not a strong believer in in participation medals, right? However, when it comes to like super fights, you know, um, I think. Obviously, the winner, should, if there's prize money, the winner should get paid and stuff like that. But, you know, having a little bit of, like, some sort of remembrance on, on, on the event would be cool. That's that's why we got, like, first, second, and third medals anyway, you right. know. Um, for super fights, it's cool. I like that, you know, for example, one championship, they give everyone gets, like, a medal to take home and stuff. Now, yeah, it's a, particip- a participation medal, but it's a little bit different when it comes to a professional sport because first you got to – you have to build up your name and you got to do everything that you got that, that you right. getting have there to, itself to is an accomplishment. Earn, yeah. To earn the, 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 the fight to earn the, the, the spotlight. So, um, I kind of like that, but doesn't that, that tennis do that too? And tennis, tennis like... I think tennis does it too. But again, it's one of these things that like, uh, you got to earn that spot before you right. get it. Right. I was gonna say, getting, getting there is an accomplishment, <laughs> you know, and you perceive it how you want to. Um, any matches that stood out to you? Mm, definitely that one. Because uh, they had some big matches. I mean, Kanan Duarte fought uh, Joao Hosha. Another person that shares my name, Joao Gabriel Hosha. So you just watched the ones, guys, who <laughs> had your name. No, 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 no. You know, another one that was really cool was Hinata Mourinho fought uh, Sabbath at Lice. Um, that was a super technical match. I think um, that was the he finished it with a choke. No, how do you? No, f- these are two. Hanata is uh, the the two uh, female black belts. Um, it was it was a pretty technical match. Um, it won. It went to decision. Hanata won. Hena- no, not decision. Hanata won four points to two, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, the one the some of the the, the Kanan Duarte match and the draw Hosha going back to that one. That was a crazy match. Kanan looked like he was half the size of, uh, of, of Hosha, which was crazy to see. But he still like kind of manhandled Hosha. Yeah. Something happened to Joao. I don't, I don't, I don't recall seeing exactly what happened. I don't know if it's um, he had a, a knee injury, and I don't know if that came from the 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 takedown attempt or during the scrambles and stuff. But he had a knee injury that affected him quite a bit throughout the match. And I think it costed him, him the match, or at least his performance. Kanan won six to four. Yeah, you know, um, the uh, other really, really crazy match was the Lucas uh, Barbosa versus Leandro Lowe. Now you had to have yeah, seen that. Yeah, match. yeah, that one for sure. Uh, I mean, those are two beasts right there, dude. That collar drag that he hit on Leandro Lowe was crazy. Oh, I felt it. 
I kind of felt bad because that's another match that, like, you saw, like, obviously, you know, Leandrolo's always been a beast. He's always been, you know, like, but it's like you one of those top names you, and stuff. You kind of like, and you're like, oh. So when that happens, like, first of all, you get collar drag that's, I mean, I think it happens more often to me than you. But when you get collar drag, it's like. Yeah, collar drag. It's not a fun thing to be on the receiving end of a collar drag, especially not from one, not from a standing collar drag from someone named the Hulk. But when you see um, it at a high level, yeah, dude. Like, oh, yeah, man, he fully swept Leandro Lowe to the to, onto the floor with the collar drag, and and he kind of put the work on Leandro Lowe too. So, you know, he 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 passed him. He took his back. He, you know, that's another one of those matches where like. I wanted to see a little bit more of a closer match between Lowe and Hulk, but Hulk is, uh, you know, he's super explosive. And I, I almost feel like after the uh, ADCC loss to Gordon Ryan, he's kind of retooled his, his his game. He's definitely a bit more focused on, on the gi. And he seems to be, he's always been explosive, but he seems to be even like on another level explosive in the gi. It's almost like he, whatever training he, he did yeah, for he ADCC. He to put in that work. He he kind of transferred that explosive mindset to ADCC Nogi style uh, uh, competition to his gi game, you know. Um, so that was crazy. He beat he beat Leandro two to zero. Uh, another big staple match was Patrick Gaudio versus Herbert Santos, um, which was another one of those highly touted uh, matches. Herbert Santos he's been out of the game for a bit. He's had to like deal with like you know, personal issues and so on and so forth. Hey, I was I was actually going to say, I was like, he hasn't been a, like, I hadn't heard that name in, for a little while at least. Well, yeah. So like he, he's, he's always been one of those guys that's like very kind of like uh, emotionally aggressive on the mats and when he competes and stuff. And the last we heard of him, he had a certain situation that happened during the match. Um, not going to speak on it. It's slightly embarrassing. But another situation that he had is literally a fight basically <laughs> broke out. He complained about he complained about like his his knee being hurt or whatever. And the next thing you know, he runs off the stage chasing someone. A brawl yeah. breaks out. Actually, and, you know, he it, like ever since those two you know incidents, he's kind of like stayed back, and I think he's retreated back home and kind of gathered himself. It's good to see that he's you know back on the competition scene. Um, he didn't win. He lost. Uh, I believe he. He lost only by an advantage, you know, Patrick Gaudio being like another super beast. And the fact that he held them to, to an advantage was pretty, pretty impressive as well. So, but, um, you know, I hope that he continues to compete and we continue to see him on the stage and stuff. So, um, I mean, when stuff like that happens, it also kind of takes away from the athlete itself and like, kind of forget how it that comes forward instead of what their actual skill set is and all that other stuff yeah i mean you know we we forget that these athletes are humans so exactly kind of like we just um running down the list gabriel napal beat uh lucas leach which is another one that's you know crazy he beat him by armbar isaac being hence uh fought claudia calasans and he beat him with an Ezekiel. And they, this is, I mean, I'm looking at this card once again, and I kind of took it for granted. I feel like maybe, you know, in my mind, I was, like, focusing so much on, like, the fight-to-win matches that I, I kind of took these cards for granted. All these guys are multiple-time gold medalists all the way around the world. Super big names. Again, uh, I mean, Claudio so Calasanz fought Andre Galvao. 
Claudio Colasans fought Andre Galvao in the super fight for ADCC in 2017. Um, but yeah, Isaac beat him. Isaac Pihens, uh beat him with uh, Ezekiel. Serginho Moraes beat Luis Marquez with uh, North-South Choke. Ana Rodriguez beat Bia Basilio, which was another amazing match. That match was awesome. The women really freaking put it on this one. Ana Rodriguez hit Bia Basilio with a sick pass to side control. Um, I think it was from single leg X or from 50-50. That ended but, in points, no? Yeah, it ended in points. She beat her three. Well, she she, it she ended won. Uh, she won by advantages, actually. Three to one advantages. She hit the pass, but I don't think that, like, obviously she didn't keep the pass. Um, I think she went to the back in a scramble and, and still ended up resetting. But it was, it was, it was amazing, especially because Bia, I think Bia Basilio was the favorite going into that match. Um. So, and, and we have some other matches. Some of these names I don't know. Mayrim versus uh, Cleaver Clandestino beat eight to six point points. One, Mayrim won eight to six points. Charles Duende beat Gustavo Simo Duende. one to zero advantages. Um, we already mentioned Gabriel Holo versus mm-hmm. Kyle Emeta and uh, Hanata Mourinho winning as well. Um, and the only other match that we didn't mention was the Marcos Pecho. Uh, who beat Robinho? Don't know which Robinho that is, since there's so many Robinhos. <laughs> um, and one four to zero. That's I think that's the only match that I missed because I joined up during the Hanata uh, match, so I I saw everything else except for the Marcos Petro and Robinho match. It was a lot of fights. So, but I'm really excited to see more stuff from like BJJ stars, especially because right now a lot of the uh, since there's no IBJJF competitions in America, a lot of these uh, big names have kind of like gone back, gone back home to uh, Brazil. Yeah, because with their families, and, tra- yeah, you know, and you know, train, kind of do their thing. So I think a lot of these stars are actually chilling back home and doing nothing. So I hope that we get to see more stuff from them. So and good to know that people are. Working out at home and taking care of themselves. Still coming <laughs> they're back obviously they're <laughs> obviously staying in shape. Yeah, uh, I think it's no secret that the majority of uh, the jujitsu world is doing some sort of secret training, especially if you're a competitor. Um, not that we're doing anything at the dojo, mind you. <clears throat> you know, know what I mean? Nope, no idea. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So that's kind of that. That's where we at, you know. Um, we do have one big event coming up this week. Uh, this one, I'm gonna make sure that we are prepared. I'm gonna take notes. I'm gonna do a recorder. Me and you're gonna watch it together at the same time while you're at work. Wow, you know, and no, I'm no, I'm in my living room. Huh? Just come over and sit six so feet your away. Your job? From you know, watch it. You want to watch it at like two in the morning? I'm good. So it's going to be All the right. uh, it's it's on Friday. It's the who's number one event and headlining the event. is going to be Gordon Ryan versus mm-hmm. uh, Ronaldinho Jr. Oh, that's going to be so good. Junior Ronaldo. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Ronaldinho Ronald. Jr. <laughs> Dude, I get confused, bro. I'm thinking I'm thinking oh, soccer right now. Yeah. No, um, no. Wrong sport. Yeah. Um. The Gary Tonin fighting Dante Leon, which is going to be a rematch from ADCC 2019, and Craig Jones versus the Hulk, Lucas Barbosa. So, mm-hmm. you know, Lucas is flying from Brazil back to America. I hope he doesn't bring COVID. 
Um, but is yeah, it, that's a that's this is this is like this is a huge this card. Like, this is this huge. a huge card. This is like an MMA card. Like this is big. Unfortunately, none of these guys are in the gi. Um, so see what happens there. And I think I think there's also another event happening on Saturday. Um, is Third Coast Grappling doing anything? I think Third Coast Grappling is also doing an event, aren't they? Coast Grappling? Third Coast Grappling? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking into it. Let's see what it is. You got to check it out. No, I guess their next event is, yeah. Oh, the, their next event is the following week, August 8th. And that one's going to have a pretty stacked car. So I think I mean, we're, we'll, we'll try to get some. We got uh, a few things coming up. Yeah, right. we got a few things coming up. So, But that one's going to be a pretty big event. Um, uh, Tyro Tulo's competing in that one. Uh, Oliver Taza's in that one as well. We have a two-on-two kids match, which I think is kind of wild. <laughs> um, I hope no one dies there. There's Ricardo, no rules. Yeah, Rick, the the battles of the Ricardos, Ricardo Evangelista and Ricardo Demente are fighting, and Roberto Jimenez is going to be there. Um, Renato Canudo, Johnny Tama, that one's going to be a huge event, actually. So we are definitely going to be uh, watching Getting that one. Hell yeah! Um, all right, yeah. So I think that's going to do it for us today. You know, hopefully, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy the cast. If you guys uh, do, and I hope you do, and you've gotten this far, please share, like, subscribe, you know, repost, tag. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. In person. Show some love. Call them. Um, them. You know, obviously, the more that we do this, the more comfortable we'll get, the better that we'll get, the better that we'll bring uh, products and production to you. So um, thank you guys for listening. Danny, yeah, you suck. Why? Because I said so. You're blue belts, though. But I could beat up. You're like belts. one degree removed from white belt. <laughs> but don't ever forget that. Yes, and even some of them are just like <laughs> high level ones. They're just like still coming at me, and I'm like, stop. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Check you guys later. Thank you guys for joining. <laughs> Thank you.